Hey, Scott Weingart here, in response to Dr. Walsh's comments on the CRASH-2 trial. I'm not an expert in the coagulopathy of trauma, and certainly not a subset of antifibrinolytics and trauma. I do have a pretty good basis in evidence-based medicine, so I will uh, couch this response based on the latter as opposed to the former. There are a lot of objections to CRASH-2 that, from an evidence-based medicine perspective, really don't make a lot of sense. In fact, uh, a lot of the objections to the trial are what people would say if the trial turned out to be negative. Uh, this was a positive trial, and in fact, the arguments made against it, they don't make a lot of sense when you actually uh, understand the trial methodology. This was an effectiveness trial uh, in contrast to an efficacy trial. Now, effectiveness trials are somewhat unsatisfying because they do not give you a physiologic rationale. They do not carefully control every little bit of the experiment with only one variable being changed. And, and therefore, they are less likely to be positive. But when they are positive, what an effectiveness trial gives you is truth in the real world, the way people actually do things with all of the random happenstance of an actual clinical environment as opposed to a carefully controlled experiment. When you get a positive effectiveness trial, uh, what you know is that a therapy could actually be used pretty much anywhere you stick it, as opposed to an efficacy trial, where even if you get great results, it doesn't mean it's in any way generalizable to the real world. CRASH-2 is positive in some of the most dire circumstances. Yes, I agree that the effect demonstrated was small in CRASH-2. Now, that's because a lot of these patients uh, didn't turn out to need blood, but that was Part of the methodology for the trial is to leave it up to the clinicians uh, based on their judgment. Now, the fact that it's still positive despite all that is a strong statement to the actual effect of the medication. If you want, look at figure one from the trial and just do a mental subset of the patients who were profoundly hypotensive, and you see a much greater effect, effect very similar to what you'd see in the MATTERS trial. And this makes sense as well, because uh, that is at least suggesting that it's the sick patients who are going to get maximal benefit. Maximal benefit doesn't mean that the patients who are a little less sick won't get benefit, and if there is truly a low adverse event rate, then even those patients should probably get it. But if what you took from CRASH-2 is that you're going to give transexamic acid to any patient who needs blood, that's what we do in my shop, uh, I think the study supports that very well. Now, the other argument made from a methodology standpoint was the idea of a uh, equipoise enrollment. And these do frustrate me. They are very annoying because uh, you, you really would just want patients to be straight up randomized. But ethically, it's the only way to do a trial like this. There's no choice in the matter. I would love every single trauma patient in the CRASH-2 trial to have just been straight up randomized to uh, TXA or not. But you can't do that. Uh, unfortunately, we have things like ethics boards and IRBs, and they, they're not going to go for that kind of trial in this circumstance. So you're left with what you're left with. The thing about an equipoise trial is it favors a negative trial. And if CRASH-2 turned out to be uh, no difference between the two groups, then we'd be arguing, oh, it's because it's an equipiece trial. But the fact that there was a difference obviates that argument. Now, what I find very logically inconsistent is the bashing of CRASH-2, which to my mind is, is one of the most successful trials in the past decade uh, in trauma. And then the, the, the saying, but matters is good. That's a good trial. But they're supporting the same endpoint. They're supporting the same concept that we should be giving TXA to our trauma patients. Now, if Dr. Walsh's 
take home from the two trials combined is that uh, he likes the inclusion of matters better, that we should be giving it to patients who are getting blood or maybe even getting massive transfusion, then I don't necessarily agree with that, but that at least would be logically consistent. I, I didn't hear him say that, though. He, he says matters is a good trial, crash two is a bad trial, but I'm left still uh, with some question as to what his feeling is about giving TXA in trauma patients. So uh, I don't know what to do with that. What I would look at when I look at Matters trial is here's verification of the CRASH-2 results. Now I have two trials out there. And while CRASH-2 might not give you a mechanistic explanation, uh, that's okay. That's not what it was built for. It was built to determine whether the drug is going to work or not in a whole bunch of circumstances. Now the last thing I'll say is as to harm the discrepancy between harm in CRASH-2 and harm in the MATTERS trial. And there's a couple things in that. Now, MATTERS took a much sicker group, and it very well may be that in really sick trauma patients, there is going to be an increased rate of thromboembolism from transexamic acid. That would be supported by our use of aminocaproic acid and subarachnoid hemorrhage, where there was an increase in asymptomatic DVTs. But the other thing to understand is that this might be a survivor bias, that if you die, it's more difficult to get DVTs post-mortem. And so if more patients live in the MATTERS trial in the TXA group, then there should be a greater rate of thromboembolism. Now, I'm not saying that TXA may not cause an increase in this. I'm just saying we don't know. The rates uh, didn't have any clinical import, though they certainly could. I mean, you don't want a PE in a sick trauma patient. But if the mortality benefit far exceeds the harm, then it probably should be given. So the last question is, is do we only treat patients who show evidence of fibrinolysis on the TEG? And the fact that we don't have a better test in the TEG doesn't mean that the TEG is a good test to determine who needs TXA. Uh, if it is not sensitive enough, if we don't have a sensitive enough assay, then we might want to stick with the inclusion for either CRASH-2 or MATTERS. And for me, that falls down to the second I give one unit of blood to one of my trauma patients, that's when I'm given my TXA. All right. Hopefully people far smarter than me will weigh in as well. Scott Weingart, MCRIP Podcast. Bye-bye.